So um, I've been um, having issues with anxiety for some time and it took me a while to realize that it was anxiety and it was something mm -hmm. else. Um, and um, it's only recently that I've started going to therapy and with the help of the therapist I started to understand what I'm going through a little bit better but then I also have you know I've always been a very curious person interested in all kinds of stuff and I guess that's why I did a PhD and became a researcher and um, I now find myself in this interesting position in which I'm not just trying to heal myself and learn to, how to live with myself but also I'm also studying myself in a way I'm observing myself and I feel like I'm going through a kind of um, um, how should I call it a kind of revelation and I'm just fascinating by the process itself so then for me this is a kind of um, sharing you know, taking it out uh, by talking about it. Um, looking for connection with others going through yeah. the same thing, yeah. but also just, you know, um, spreading the word, basically, yeah. Yeah. because yeah. I, yeah. I find, you know, there's so much prejudice still yeah. around this. Yeah. 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 And the more we talk about it and normalize it, the easier it will be for us and others like for other people as well because yeah. I can imagine like uh, it, when I when I came out because I again I was the same with you as well I only recently found out I was like what how much I struggled with this but the thing is even though I found out recently when I went to my therapist it we realized that well I realized that it started way way before I started back in high school even before and uh, it's just one of those things like um, especially uh as a guy as a guy speaking as well it's like uh mental health is a, is, is a big issue because it's one of those things like you know you get sayings like boys don't cry or man up and all that stuff you know so it's just kind of like especially for men it's quite hard to open up and once i did open up a lot of avenues come uh, a lot of doors open for me and it's like it's one of those things like i didn't expect the amount of love that poured in mm towards like my myself it's just like it's 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 major and i just i just wish people would know this like would know this and i just wish people that are scared to talk saying that there shouldn't be there isn't like you know there there is a it's hard for me to say it's just kind of like so if people want to do open up there's no there's not really a prejudice really but it's just the thought of it beforehand I don't know, I don't know. It, sounds... it, it makes sense although yeah. my experience was different mm -hmm. uh, because when I started talking especially to my family about it mm. everybody was like but nah you, you don't have anxiety no, yeah. you're, you're exaggerating how can you have anxiety no, your life they... is so good mm. and uh, what did they th think it was, it was just... uh, maybe just <coughs> me having a rough time Right. Um, right. or me exaggerating it yeah. they were like no you you know you've always done well yeah. that's that's the thing you know I've always done well yeah so when I started telling people you know it's been really hard and it's been taken its yeah. toll across yeah. the years they were shocked they, they couldn't comprehend how it could have impacted me it's because so is it because of you've been like you know you quite successful you got into PhD why do you have to be like this 
is that a cultural thing as well do you think it's cultural in the sense that i guess some cultures are more ignorant about uh mental i don't know how to call them issues let's say i completely agree and um it's also a family thing Mm. uh i guess you know very ambitious people yeah who are who've always tried to prove themselves and this has been passed on from one generation to the next and i can see that clearly now mm. you know with, your, with yourself with, with your, myself yeah. and yeah. with others in my family yeah. Yeah. yeah so i can see where it's coming from right and yeah. i can see the damage it's done not only to me but to others as well yeah but just realizing that and acknowledging it it's mm. something that not everybody can can do or accept yeah. like uh so let, we'll, we'll try and get this into personal uh in your personal life here uh so you said something that you you, you, s- you see where it came from do you think so well, how, where, where did that come from is it is like is it hereditary or i'm not saying in that it's hereditary yeah. but it's you know a traumatized person if they don't go to therapy they kind of pass that on mm. to the next generation but just because the uh okay. their behaviors and attitudes they're not aware of them and how they work it's because of different times that we're living in as well or um, ge- guessing it's generation. well in my in my in the particular case of my family i guess it's been a mix of things but it's uh also been historical trauma i think so um you know we had communism in romania for instance and that's had a huge impact on part of my family and uh, one of my grandmothers for instance had a really really tough time her father was a priest and he's been uh, persecuted and they were really poor and she had to struggle for everything in her life and she's this very ambitious and strong woman uh, and she, she just wanted to prove everybody you know that she can do it despite the circumstances um, but then she um, she wanted for her child to um, do everything she hadn't been able to so pressuring pressuring him into it and, and I guess this, this mentality you know, that you have to um, fulfill your potential to the fullest has been transmitted in, in this way, not genetically, but just psychologically, mentally, yeah, 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 to yeah. behavior. Yeah. Um, and you can say it's a good thing, but at the same time, it's is this really the purpose of your life to fulfill all your potentials, yeah. or is it more of you know trying to be balanced and trying to be happy right. with whatever makes you happy? it's a lot of pressure i mean like i completely agree with what you're going to because like with my therapy as well the one of the key things that made me feel uh i like to please people i like to please like a lot of people like my wife my everyone uh, and if i so, so let's say for example my work if my if i take a good photo perfect great i get all these all these things but if i do great criticism it's fine but if i disappoint someone in regard to my image that's the end of the world for me that's the end of the world for me. I can I completely get depressed, and when I went to therapy, they realized it was actually came from my mum, because my mum was like she's a lovely woman, uh, but she's very hard on her kids, mm. very hard. I mean, like with like a lot of Asian families as well, like Asian moms are quite hard. So let's say if I came from when I was in high school or something, my mum I came back, I got a B in my in my uh, my what English whatever. She said, well, what about an A? 
you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so I that. it's yeah. it, it, so I completely, <laughs> I completely see where that came from in a way. But yeah, sorry, sorry, I was just going off in a tangent there again. But yeah, no, but I think that's that's really it's totally relevant because that's something that I've been going through as well. Right, and right, right. Um, the most difficult part about you know trying to talk about anxiety with your family is yeah. that most of the times they're all good people really? you know when yeah, you mention yeah, yeah. your mom said yeah. she's, she's a great person yeah, yeah. when i'm thinking about my dad for instance mm. i can say he's he's a great person yeah, yeah, um yeah. but everybody makes mistakes yeah. and yeah. if they've been through rough times um that impacted how they think and yeah. how they behave yeah, 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 and yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. aware of them you yeah. can't you can't blame them you know 100 no, percent no. yeah, uh, because definitely. they did want the best for the children so then how do you for me, it's uh, it's important to try to establish a connection and tell my parents, okay, this is what's happening and this is where things have gone wrong. Mm. But how do I find a way to tell them that without making them very defensive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you done that? Have you I've, tried to? I've, I've been trying yeah. to do that for a few years, even before starting therapy. But yeah, about talking to, to my parents. Yeah. Um, and the good part is that well, the hard part is I have. I feel like I have to educate them, but I guess to a certain extent that's fine you know, mm, if the yeah. person listens. Yeah. So that's the key fe- feeling that you're listening to. Right, right, right. And but is that also the the the, the danger of like because they're they're just another generation as well. They're from different generation. It's like uh, it's quite hard for them to change. I mean, regarding like my parents, especially my mom, it's quite hard for her to change mm. behavior. Uh, I mean, I, I think sometimes she does suffer from anxiety or something like that. But then when I tell her that, she said, no, I'm not, I'm not. And whatever you do, it's just like, okay, this is one of the things. It's like me as a son, I have to adapt to her because this is how she was brought up. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think that's, that's the only way it works. Mm. So I'm not, in the beginning, especially before therapy, I was hoping you know, mm. that I'd be able to, change and you know help the right. ones around me understand right, right, right. but now i'm i'm learning that i can't really do that i mm. can try to open up you know little by little and yeah. see how much i can gain with that and if they don't understand and most of the times they don't then um then i'll just move on you know mm. focus on myself and healing myself in the best way i can mm-hmm. and just uh, you know, accepting the fact that some things are lost forever. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And my luck is that one of the most per- important persons in my life and yeah. family has been very open to, to discussion. Okay. So my dad, for instance, I talk to him, and even if initially he may get defensive or yeah. he may, you know, he's he's shocked to find out that some some things have had such an important yeah. impact. Yeah. He then. You know, mulls it over, and after some time, he accepts that and and tries to uh, change the way he he acts towards me yeah. and what he expects from me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I'm really happy with that. Of course, yeah. It's been very. It's quite. It's quite. Uh, feels like there's a bit of a weight that's came just gone off your shoulders in a way mm-hmm. because it's like especially if a parent uh, acknowledges that it's it must be quite something. I mean. Uh, my my brother is actually going through something similar. I mean, he's about to do his GCSEs, 
it's GCSE? No, no, he's in college now. He's going to university, so he's doing all these exams. But it's he's in sixth form right now, so uh, he's it's he's very very anxious uh, about going to classes, mm -hmm. and um, going into classes uh, makes him depressed. And at the end, like he he doesn't go into class, but he does go to school. So he goes to the library. He goes to the library to actually learn to, to learn from by himself. And the thing is, is that it's quite funny because when he has like parent teacher uh, parent teacher days, whatever, he he's actually got great marks, got great scores. But the thing is, he hasn't been in class, and my mum didn't know that. My mum would be like, "Why aren't you in class? I always drop you to to school and all that." Stuff. And but he didn't turn up to to, to the classes because he feels scared. He's yeah. anxious about like you know, um, especially in sixth form or in college. Like it's uh, you get to do a lot of uh, work with your colleagues or with your peers and, and he, that terrifies him mm. it scares him uh, and my mom didn't understand that she mm. didn't understand that and she just she would she would she would like shout at him like you know tell him off and all that stuff and it just makes him feel like I, I, I can't tell you I can't tell you this because you're gonna be shouting at me and uh, and there's one time when I actually came into the kitchen and when they were they were they were just shouting at each other and made them sit down and we talked about it and this is what he feels like and thankfully my mom kind of like opened up a little bit more mm -hmm. and i never saw that never seen that before uh, never seen her understand like what he was going through because most of the times like you should be in school you should be in classes and all that stuff like you know so uh, to figure out so okay this is it you're 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 feeling like this what's the best way around it i was like wow so there is there could be <laughs> and uh, to have my mom think that to, to have my mom say that stuff it's just like it's a massive win not for, only for me but for my little brother who's feeling that way so it's a bit there is some hope there is some hope in the generation all changes whatever <laughs> but yeah uh, again uh, but yeah sorry I'm again going off my my little tangent stuff again uh, so regarding your PhD you're 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 studying sociology you said I studied sociology. So, yeah. And so, is that because of what you went through, or is that, or did you just fall into that? Not directly. Um, so, it's not connected to my, like, the, the, let's say, traumatizing experiences yeah. I've been through. Um, because I only started to. Um, Acknowledge the the ripple effect of those yeah. while I was do, do, doing my PhD. This right, is when yeah. anxiety really uh, appeared. Took it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Took it all. Exactly, and um, but my PhD was the result of another revelation that I had, okay. and that's um, feminism. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I started reading about that, and I did a mm. master's mm. On, on gender mm. studies, mm. Um, I was like, wow, this. This is a thing, yeah. and this is yeah. you know, this speaks to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did a um, PhD in gender studies, medical sociology, uh, looking at you know, um, IVF and reproductive practices in, in yeah. Romania, which yeah. is not uh, directly related again to, yeah, to my yeah, experience, yeah, but yeah. it's related to feminism and looking into women's experiences. So when when I, when you was when like you said when you were doing your PhD. Uh, your anxiety took a turn for the worse. What, what, what happened during? I mean, maybe we can go from the 
from the present to the past or the past to the present. Uh, so let's uh, let's go from where it first started. Uh, so what happened? What was the traumatic experience? If I, if I, um, so I'm, I don't know if I'll tell it chronologically, but yeah, I'll yeah. try to tell oh, it yeah, logically. Do whatever is best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, according to my logic. Yeah. Um, when you're in school, yeah. even at uni, you have specific assignments, right? And you have a due date, which is not too far ahead. Mm. Maybe one month, two months. Not, not too far ahead in the future. And you know that you study for that, you have the class, mm -hmm. you turn in your assignment, yeah. and then it's done. Yeah. Right? And then you move to the next thing. Yeah. And it's all kind of, well, I guess uni experience in the UK is different from uni experience in Romania, where I did my bachelor's. But work comes in small chunks or smaller chunks that are manageable and you have you know these uh, times and you know you do this now and then you do that and then um but then i started doing my phd and you're not working in you know time slots of one two weeks or one month or you have this huge project that stretches across three years and obviously you do have milestones but they're not that relevant in the context of the whole project <clears throat> um, and then you don't get the kind of teacher professor support that you get while you're doing while you're in school for instance you get you know mark for every paper you get no the, the supervisor is there but most of the times they're not there just because that's how phds works work um and i felt for the first time in my life, I felt like I had to manage everything by myself. And there was more uncertainty that I could handle. Mm. And that was superimposed uh, over my lack of uh, self-confidence, I guess. Yeah. And so I, was, I didn't know whether I was doing the right thing. You know, I was always stressed that when I was doing my field work, for instance, in Romania, will I get, get enough participants? Is the data I'm collecting really relevant and good? Is it enough? Is it taking me in the right direction and all of that. Yeah. Um, Do you think you're, 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 you're kind of overthinking all these things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I starting, started being very, very anxious about you know, the results of my work. Is it good quality? Is it? Um, and that only, so it began in the second year of my PhD. Um, and when I first had my panic, panic attacks and I had, uh, you know, like heart, um, how do you call them? When your heart beats really heart fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I started going to um, doctors. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, it's all day like this. Um, you started going to the doctors. Yeah, to cardiologists. Mm. Because that's what you do, right? You have, you localize yeah. the problem. Yeah. It's around yeah. the heart. Yeah. So, uh, uh, course you don't think about the psychologist no, first no, no. you think about and i went and they you know gave me a load of pills and i took them for a few months and then i had a talk with a friend who also started cardiology and yeah. she said why are you taking these these are for like real real heart issues um, just stop taking them and i stopped and i started digging a bit more into what's happening to me and um but i didn't really get to, to you know to anxiety um, 
So I carried on that way and I know there was one winter in which I thought I was continuously being having a continuously having a cold but it was just um, because the anxiety expressed itself through being through, uh, finding it hard to breathe right so I thought I was having chest problems but guess what it was anxiety but again it took a few months yeah. um, and how did I um, I think I at one point I went to a GP yeah. in London and she suggested that it might it might be anxiety I think um, and then I enrolled um, to the CBT program that they offer here yeah, yeah. in the NHS and I took that and it it helped a bit but I also realized you know how you, you said in the beginning that you realized uh, that your problems were coming from you know adolescence yeah. maybe even from earlier and I knew that I had a not very happy childhood and transition to adolescence and then adolescence um, so I, I just realized you know if I want to treat anxiety I can't just treat the symptoms because I think these are symptoms in my case I want to go deeper and, and try to get to the bottom of it right. um, and it, it just got worse and worse because um, you know, it was the uncertainty of the PhD yeah. um, the fact that I didn't get enough support obviously I didn't open up about the fact that I was really really anxious to my supervisors I just put everything on me and said okay I it's up to me to, to do all the work. They can't do anything to help me, which I think was wrong looking back, but that's how, how I thought. Um, and the thing is with a PhD and then with work is now I've, right, I changed fields. I'm no longer in academia, but work never, never finishes. You know, it just goes on forever and you just have to put a stop to it. Just like you said, you have to, uh, you know, uh, create boundaries yeah. between your life, personal life. But it's hard though. <laughs> it's really yeah, hard. I and I realized I was shit at, at yeah. doing that. Yeah. And it just amplified my anxiety. I was always questioning myself, am I am I good at what I'm doing? Yeah. You know, this yeah. the same the same story. Are people around me yeah. um you know pleased with what I do? Yeah. I yeah. constantly felt the need to, to be um to, to get that kind of confirmation from others that what I'm doing is right, yeah, yeah, and good yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also, <laughs> I'm, I'm also a people pleaser, yeah. and I'm <laughs> just to uh, go on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I, I went to Romania uh, for Easter, and um, uh, I was talking to to how it's been to my therapist, and I was saying, you know, everybody was happy, and yeah. I'm happy that you know my parents were happy yeah. that they saw me and. Uh, my parent, my husband's parents, and my grandmother, and everybody was happy, and I was happy too, you know. And I put myself at the end of the whole list of people, <laughs> and I realized yeah. that, and I started laughing. I mean, okay, I'm doing this again, you know. I may maybe at least yeah. once in a while I should start with myself. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the main story, um, I was getting worse and worse. I I started a, I started a new job after my PhD and. It was a new field and a new way of working and my husband was having some issues uh, with work as well and I felt I couldn't keep myself together 
um, I was getting quite depressed and I said okay this is a, I really need to do something about this and that's when I started going to therapy um, and ever since and how I, long ago and how long with, uh, let's say when you started work and then you actually figured out that you need to go to therapy how long did that four take? or five months four or five months okay so you felt still like with all this change and all this so you kind of suffered for four or five months regardless of that yeah yeah. yeah 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 i'm very a long time <laughs> i'm very resilient yeah, with you know yeah. um putting a lot of pressure yeah, on myself right. i'm very good at that yeah, yeah, um yeah. and just internalizing everything and saying okay this is my my problem yeah. 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 um and now i've been doing therapy for maybe two months mm. um and i feel like you know it's it's and is it still carrying on it therapy? is okay. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh it's good when you feel that you're being taken care taken care of and you're in good hands yeah. and then there's somebody knowledgeable who guides you and that's a relief and I feel like finally I'm, I'm I've started to understand what's happening to me and mm. well I you know I've got to I've got to maybe half of so I've I've understood part of what's happened by myself just because I, I I'm an overthinker yeah. and going through everything yeah. and so on. But the therapies helped me to you know, understand maybe the other half yeah. that I didn't understand yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's all coming together. Yeah. I feel like I'm learn- it's not only about understanding the facts, but I'm getting the skills to understand myself mm-hmm. better in, in the future. So you've got like, nowadays you've got like, exercises and how to deal with your um, I'm not really doing exercises in, in that sense, um, but I'm trying to go deeper into what's co- causing this anxiety. So working more with, um, um, I don't know, it, it, it may sound you know cheesy, but with self-love and, and trying to prioritize myself and stop prioritizing all the others before yeah. I think about myself. Yeah, it's an it's an exploration about how why you feel like this, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not the method I'm using now. It's not CBT. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so that's why I guess that uh, what I'm doing is a bit different, and it's less. It's harder to explain and to to put in words. I mean, yeah. how do you how do you right increase the self love? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a very abstract concept at the end of the day you only you know how to do it isn't it yeah Yeah, i guess it has a lot to do with introspection and being there by yourself i'm guessing trust for yourself as well i guess as well yeah and just being so my therapy tells me you know you need to to act towards yourself like a grandmother would act towards their towards her um grandchildren you know to to be accepting and tolerant and, and nurturing at the same time without you know uh, uh, starting to feel entitled yeah. or you know uh, swinging to yeah. the negative side yeah. of, of things yeah. but just uh, to um, con- convince yourself and make yourself feel that you are worth something and and you know you don't have to constantly prove that you deserve to be appreciated and deserve to live yeah. Because sometimes I, I don't think that. Sometimes it's, I'm like the opposite of you before. I mean, like now-ish. So it's it's hard. I feel like I still need confirmation of of, of living. You know, uh, 
always say this to myself as well. I've got, I've got a great life. I've got a lovely wife, a good job, loving family, but I still feel like I need, I don't know, I still feel depressed in a way. And I feel bad by it. And the thing is, it's one of those things that I can't help but feel this way. Mm. And I feel guilty. I feel guilty. And, uh, and <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so bad, but it's, it's one of those things that I need confirmation that I'm doing well at work or I'm doing well at life and not my own confirmation. I need someone else to be completely, I completely get you. It's, it's hard. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not past that. Yeah. So I'm still dealing with it. Mm. And, I, and I think it's going to be a long process. Yeah, um, my only hope is, you know, that if I continue doing what I'm doing, it'll get easier. That's the only thing I can, I can hope for. Uh, and I think repetition here is, is key, like with everything in life, like with every habit, just doing it again and again and again. And it's not just about telling yourself something, but it's about acting towards yourself in, in ways that make you feel good and, and alleviate that, that guilt. And, and that's whatever feels right for you. Yeah. You know, maybe in my case, it's, it's dedicating more time to tango where, where I feel that like I'm you know, I'm whole, I'm That's body great. and mind together uh, at a certain instance, and I'm not only just mine, I'm only just body and I'm yeah. just doing something. But I suppose you found yourself, uh, yourself a, a vice, a, something to just escape for a bit, or, mm. but it's also like it's, it's exercise, it's, it's stimulating your mind, socializing, socializing, because that's all that sounds terrifying. <laughs> so it's like I I, uh, I admire you for actually doing stuff like that. It's just I don't know if I can do that. Well, no. well, you know what you're doing sounds yeah. terrifying to me. Uh, <laughs> just you know, um, talking to to strangers and working on tough topics. Mm. And, um, you, you see, it's it's funny how there are so many similarities yeah, uh, in what completely. we say, but then yeah. there's also differences like yeah. really important differences so for instance dancing terrifies you but at one point i really wanted to be a documentary maker just because i'm you know doing sociology course, is yeah. you know the academic side yeah, of yeah. doing that and then i'm just and that's one of the things that stress me out during my field work having to talk to so many strangers and, and having to always prove that i know what i'm doing right you know and the right. questions i ask are pertinent and that you know also being a woman and also being young you know it, it kind of make things more difficult yeah, uh, and just being on the road all the yeah, time and yeah. I, I sometimes blame myself that I don't have enough courage and maybe ambition to do this right, 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 I, right. I feel like I need more stability yeah, yeah. and I, I blame myself for that and uh, even now I'm not convinced you know that it's fine just being who I am and also, I also struggle with this um, frustration that in my job, what I'm doing right now, it's not, and you, you kind of, because you know, your wife's oh, working in the same company and you know what we do. Um, it's, um, I feel like I, I need to do something more for the planet and for right. society and give back. Right, and right. just as you said, I, I need, like, I feel to, um, legitimize my right to live yeah. <laughs> and to take space and to have a happy life I'm constantly thinking about all the people that have a shit life without it being their fault you know and the 
planet going, you know, uh, uh, you know, being destroyed by mostly us humans. And I'm just sitting and doing research about something that, you know, is not directly or maybe not at all helping towards those things. <laughs> but then I, I talked to my therapist about that again, and it only was two days ago. And she made me realize that this is also coming from my childhood and adolescence and the fact that I always needed to prove myself and I always needed to please others and I always prioritize others. But where did that come from? That, 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 that thought of trying to, trying to please someone else. Where do you, have you found that? Yeah? Um, I have, um, but just because when you analyze yourself, um, there's so many strands you yeah. need to follow. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's, it's hard to uh, quickly identify with that. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I was raised um, with this um, idea that I always have to be responsible for my acts and that I and that trust is something that's earned uh, in, in time with effort and can be lost really easily yeah. and yeah. that I always need to be accountable to the ones around me yeah. Yeah. and if I didn't do that versus if I made a mistake or did something wrong um, or you know um, I just didn't perform very well it wasn't just a matter of okay you've you've made this mistake let's let's see why did you do it uh, you know did you have any legitimate reasons is this you know something to be really worried about yeah. or uh, no it, it was something deeper it was always so my parents feedback was something it was always connected to trust yeah. a mistake was never just a mistake it was disappointing even if it was something stupid and and looking back i realized that i did some things um that were really not so problematic and still i was punished as if i don't know the sky had fallen and, and i that i don't know why to, to be honest i it's like my parents were really really afraid of uh you know losing the the reins right. of me of me going you know crazy or yeah. starting to yeah. be yeah. and then it's again trying to put the pieces together i only recently realized or my father recently admitted that he he also lacks confidence self-confidence and i think that that has impacted on the way they you know the, the, the way that they always try to control me at times and also constantly know what I'm doing there was no clear boundary around what was my space I never had my own space you know I was it was always the family together well it was only the three of us and my parents and I not of the larger family but I never felt like you know my parents could always come in my room for instance and I always missed you know, the situation in other families where kids would just uh, shut their, yeah. the, the door yeah. to, to yeah. their room and it was their space. And yeah. I never had that. 
and even the doors had windows. <laughs> <laughs> well, there weren't clear windows, yeah, you know, yeah, you couldn't yeah, really yeah, see yeah, it, but, yeah, yeah. but still, still, it was yeah. a, a, a oh, lack no, of privacy. And I only realized now how big an impact that had on, on, on my sense of personal space and keeping boundaries. And yeah. that's something I'm working on, uh, amongst the other things, you know, just creating these healthy boundaries and yeah. telling people what their expectations should be, you know. So sometimes I may need space to myself, please, yeah. please respect that. Yeah, it's a personal space, it's also like a comfort zone as well. But the thing is, I was taught. Uh, in therapy, I was taught that uh, being in your comfort zone isn't a good thing either. So, like, let's say if I need to talk to someone that I'm scared, this is terrifying talking to strangers, like, it's terrifying for me. And uh, I choose not to do it. I don't do it. And uh, I, let's say if I need to, okay, for an example, I was in school and I need to know what this, what this, what the answer to this question is, uh, I could easily ask the teacher. But no, I'm too scared. I'm terrified mm. to do that. So I'll try to look at it myself. No matter how hard it goes, I do it myself first. And that's my last my last resort of doing that. Uh, actually going to, up to ask someone for that. And if you're too late, the stuff that I, I, I would have thought it would have been the wrong, the wrong answer, the quickest thing would just go to that person. So it's just like, nice. again, breaking that comfort zone, taking away from that person's space and doing actually doing it. And once I actually do it, I feel like that I conquered my my anxiety. I won over, and uh, so I get you that's like um, not disagreeing or anything like that. But it's just like um, I do love my personal space. I do love my comfort zone. But sometimes when I when I am in my comfort zone, my personal space, if I'm in it too long, I my anxiety grows over in turn. I do, uh, but I must disagree with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think personal space is um, the comfort zone. Personal space is just a, a, a space that can be symbolic. It doesn't need to have yeah. physical to yeah, be yeah, physical, yeah, yeah. Um, in which you just retreat to recharge. Mm. Okay. So it's something okay. that you yeah. do for yourself. It's not about uh, escapism. Yeah. yeah. Not about trying to conquer your fears. It's just about, okay, I've conquered my fear, but now I need time to retreat and to heal. Again. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. exactly. So uh, I totally agree in that, you know, it's not good to, to try to avoid challenges. But you need some time to just rest as well. I exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you you yeah. can't fight, fight continuously. You'll just be exhausted. And I can imagine that like, if you don't have that, you're just going to be, it's going to be exhausted. Because people always have expectations from you, and you can only give so much to them. You, you must also give something to yourself, and that's that's where I'm learning. It's hard, isn't it? How, how to do? Yeah. It's hard, but it's also working. So I'm really getting a lot of satisfaction from seeing that. You know, if I'm if I'm taking this for myself, it's it, you know, if, if during a work day yeah. I come home and then I have half an hour for my myself. Yeah. For meditation for instance yeah. that's really really helping me be better even for you know, my husband yeah. or the ones around me yeah. it, it just makes you a better person yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so in a way like you treat that as uh, 
you're still we're, we're still doing that it's like you want to be the, a better person for people around you so you have to do this self-love in a way so in a way <laughs> it kind of like you are still putting people uh first <coughs> as well that's i mean that's with me as well i mean like i i i meditate i try to do uh i try to like so practice meditation or i pray or something like that just because i want to be a better man for my wife or a better son to my mom better brother to my siblings mm. like i don't want to be i because i used to be an angry guy mm. i used to be so angry and i take my my anxiety my depression get takes better of me and i lash out at people i lash out at the people that i love and i don't want to be that person anymore. and to in order to love myself or in order to people to love me i have to love myself first so it's not necessarily that you're still putting someone uh, someone else in front of you before you yourself but at least that's a, that's a bit of a that's a bit of an inspiration to kind of love yourself i mean that that with me that's that's that that's how i take it myself anyway because it's hard for me to love myself yeah so i mean probably easier for other people <laughs> but with me it's, uh, yeah um with in in my case i'm not doing this again i'm not doing this for the others yeah, first yeah. i'm i'm really putting myself first Good, in this case yeah. but i just realized that the ripple effects greater than, are, than yeah, are these yeah, two yeah, so yeah. just i'm not just being better for myself with that maybe yeah. i'm also legitimizing again you know why i need to take that for for myself but it's all uh, it's also i guess um an objective fact yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as you know psychological mm. process and social mm. you know phenomenon can mm. be objective yeah, but um, I I know what you say. Uh, I also suffer from this fear of being left. Yeah. Uh, but taking the uh, this personal space myself uh, helps me understand that my husband, for instance, also needs time from yeah. for himself. Yeah. And then yeah. it's easier for me to accept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just like I need to meditate, he needs to do his martial arts. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and that's fine because he'll come back and he'll come back to to a nicer me yeah, yeah. and. <coughs> strange huh? it's, yeah. <laughs> at, at that moment you just want to be together and like make sure they don't need again it's it's one of those things again I, I can imagine that because you're still taking therapy you're still trying to cope with everything I, I think that's with everyone as well uh, I just want to ask like what with certain, there are certain times where I mean, the worst, the worst thing, how, and, uh, how anxiety or depression takes over me is just, I, again, I say that I do lash out at people, I do punch walls, I do, like, uh, punch a hole through doors and stuff like that, and that's when I get really, really angry, because I, because, because of how frustrated I am. Mm. Um, and that's a sense of relief, a release or something for me mm. when I, when I have my, when I, like you no, know, strike a door, and it's a it's a momentary uh, sense of relief. It's like I'm not thinking about my frustrations anymore, even though at the second I'm thinking about the pain in my in my in my, in my fist. Mm. So it's just it's it's quite hard because it's like that that's the worst that I do. I can never punch anyone else. I'll probably like hurl insults at other people, but like can never be physical towards anyone else. I'd rather be physical towards myself. And uh, again, that, that 
that's the worst that, uh, that I can do to uh, in regards to me suffering from anxiety or depression. So I was wondering, have you? What is your worst? And it could be a very, very personal question, so I'm sorry for asking this. No, I'm. Um, I could I could be very um, easily irritated, and at that point I can't stand people wanting anything from me. Mm. Okay. And yeah. just like yeah, I, I lash out at them yeah. for minor reasons, yeah. and it's it's like then they can never do something right. Yeah. And for them, yeah. that's really, really frustrating. Yeah. And I realize it's frustrating for me because I, I, I know I'm making it hard for them to be with me. And at the same time, I know they want to be with me. And um, this applies to my husband, but applies to my family as well. And right. since I don't see them that often, you yeah. know, I want to the time I spend with them to be quality time, not only because they want it to be quality time, but because mm. I want to to have that reconnection. Because I've I have gone through a period of time where I felt disconnected and I felt that because of all the suffering I've been through, I yeah. didn't want to to really be with them, or maybe I just needed my my time to heal a bit. And now I feel like that I'm finally ready to to reconnect, and I feel that yeah. that reconnection is is healing. Um, so yeah, I hate it when I'm you know when I'm lashing out at people and especially since I know that they have loads of patience with me yeah. and my, my husband for instance he's been before I started therapy during my PhD he was my therapist you know my personal therapist and he was actually quite good at it <laughs> um, and I'm very I, I don't know if I could have done it just you know us going to bed at night uh, and me suddenly saying you know i'm really anxious uh, here's what's troubling me and then spending an hour uh, talking about my problem and my issues and it was me and me and me and this is another thing that determined me to go to a therapist just realizing that i was putting too much pressure on him you know, it was always me who had to be supported and, you know he was going through a tough time and i realized you know, i can't do the same for him and now I'm, I'm trying. I can't say, you know, I don't have these times where I, when I feel like I'm, I'm getting, you know, slightly depressed again and nothing's right with my life and I'm complaining too much. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm trying to grow out of that, but it's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. And it's hard to know what button to push, you know, because I'm always asking myself, is this just me being naive? Or is it something wrong with the system? You know, me being a feminist and yeah. you know, with all the sociological yeah. background, yeah. is there something about you know the social, you know, uh, yeah. status no, that no, and no, the no, political no. status that's wrong? Then, then <laughs> while you're doing that, you're overthinking things and all that mm. stuff, and it just goes in a vicious circle. And you're like, how do you get out of that circle? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I completely, I completely understand <laughs> where you're coming from. So yeah, I mean, like, uh, so in a, in a position where you are right now. Do you, uh, how, how are you doing? Do you think that you, you, it seems like you get to, you have came a long way yeah, from. It does feel like that. Yeah. It does feel like that because. But do you feel more, a bit more calmer, a bit more, ever since that you came, went to therapy or ever, ever since that you, you knew what, what's mm. happening with you? I feel hopeful. 
and I think this is the best word. Yeah. I, I, so I do have to still go a long way. I still have a long way ahead of me, I think. Uh, but I feel like I am slowly becoming more balanced, mm. and I feel like my I'm regaining some of my energy because anxiety is draining. Yeah. And it's not just work, and it's not just the commute and the flying and. No, it's, it's just worrying all the time and having bad night's sleep yeah. and that's wearing me down and it's it's been preventing me from doing what I love from dancing, from, from being with my husband, from yes. doing stuff because uh, I'm always tired yeah. and it doesn't help but I feel like especially now the summer's coming and the days are longer and it feels like I have more time of course longer days <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like I'm in the right direction and I think this is what you know really really helps somebody to know that they're on the right path and they're not you know in the dark trying to find a way but they actually kind of have you know it, it's not all figured out but you, you have a sense of where you're going you have some tools you're still learning. I feel like I have, you know, people to help me with that. Yeah. I, mean, it's like, uh, I think that was the perfect word, hopeful. It's like you, you, it feels, it seems like, and it sounds like you're more open to mm. to certain situations, and like um, you're you're kind of embracing that anxiety. And uh, I mean, it's not, you don't really want to, but uh, what to me, I mean, with me, it's like what other way. Am I supposed to do, deal with it? I mean, I can't escape it. I can't. I can't battle away. I mean, I can try to fight it, but it's just one of those things. Like probably, I embrace my anxiety in a way. Just by again, just ride it, just ride it. Because at the end of the day, at the end of that, for example, like I, I, I have photo shoots, like um, many photo shoots a week, and each photo shoot I do, uh, it's usually people that I never met before. And I hate meeting. <laughs> I'm scared of people. I'm scared of them. And uh, and it's 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 crazy because this is my job and this is what I love to do. Uh, but meeting new people and then being in their personal space and showing them how to pose or whatever, it, it's it's draining. It, and sometimes just before the shoots, I do like stop breathing for a couple of seconds because of how much it affects me. And after the shoot, no matter how how long it is, or now no matter how short it is, I feel exhausted. Mm. I feel exhausted. And but the thing is, once I've done it, okay, that's done. I can live again. I can mm. do it. So in a way, I'm embracing that. In a way, it's hard, but there's always a there's always an end to it. There's always like the other side of the, the other side of the road. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, and does it get easier with experience? It does. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It does. Some, but the thing is, it does. Again, shoots are like my, my, my line of work. Is like people are different. Mm. The, the, the the amount of people you, that I encounter, like with my shoots, like hundreds and hundreds, like, and they're all different. And they're sometimes they're really nice people. Sometimes they're bastards. Mm. And those are the things I'm scared of as well. How do I approach this guy? How, how do I approach this woman? Like, I, I want to be respectful, but I also want to get my work done, <laughs> you know? And if he's nice, perfect, that's great. 
But if he's not, then oh fuck. <laughs> that's yeah. That I can totally I, understand that. Because I can imagine that what's the, what you're doing with your uh, my, my PhD. Yeah, 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 it was. PhD you're a very nice person, but you're also racist. Yeah. So how do I deal with that? <laughs> you know, and now I have the same. I was thinking, you know, because I feel a kind of guilt for not yeah. being able to get back to my participants. And right. there, there ah. was one particular lady who was really, really helpful okay. and really nice, and spent yes. three hours with me in an interview, wow. okay. and. Um, I was thinking of sending her my thesis, yeah. even if, you know, it's not in Romanian, even if she probably won't be reading 300 pages, just but just a, a kind of, right, yeah. yeah. And then I was thinking, yeah, but what if she reads it and she identifies herself and she reads my comment that she was racist? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to read this. <laughs> I'd love to read that. That sounds fantastic. Um, and, and I'm still hesitating, and I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, but yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to. You have. This is your work. This is what you need to do. But do they need to read it? No, I did it. my work. <laughs> they so, don't really need to. Yeah, but get, getting back to what you were saying about anxiety and um, how I interpret my anxiety is myself myself not yeah. myself yeah. um is trying to tell me something and i have to listen to, to that and uh, i don't have to listen you know and hear some words i don't need to, to try to transform all my experience into yeah. words i yeah. just have to sit there with it and it, sometimes it helps it doesn't mean that you know we'll just go away right then sure. But it helps and it, it makes me, you know, accept myself in a way. It's like that grandmother image, you know, it's like the grandmother coming and hugging you and then staying there with you. Um, saying that it, it's all right, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm not going to leave you just because you have anxiety like that. And sometimes I'm frustrated. I'm like, why does it have to happen now? I, I want to go to bed. I want to, I need to yeah. sleep. And now I'm having these palpitations yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the, the the process, I guess, and um, just yeah, it's I guess anxiety is a part of me, and the more I accept it, the easier it will get. I hope. Uh, yeah, Hopeful. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Hopeful. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. I think that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, it's thank been, you. It's been a pleasure to have you.